0: The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters, that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast. It's got Buddy Coozer out here, and Buddy's Buddy's been a staple in solar for a while, and he's he's been around a bit. So I wanted to get him on here and chat, Buddy. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Cody. I appreciate
0: it. So tell us, like. You, you haven't been in solar forever, but you've been in long enough. So tell us a little bit about like your story, like where you come from, like how you got into solar, all that jazz.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in Arizona and, uh, you know, like a lot of buddies of mine, you know, they were getting home from serving missions or service missions. And, uh, you know, a lot of them got into pest control or security and things like that. And so I ended up selling pest control for several years for a company out in Utah. And, uh, I remember just kind of feeling burnt out from the summer routine, you know, going out and just killing yourself for four months and then having eight months of nothing to do. (laughs) And so, uh, I, I started hearing a lot of talk about guys who were selling solar and, um, you know, I, I had a a buddy who sent me a screenshot of his paycheck, uh, with solar and, uh, I thought he was lying. I thought it was a joke. (laughs) And, uh uh he assured me it was real and so anyways convinced me to take a look at it and uh you know i went down and, and met with some guys over with solar city um you know some guys who've actually become some pretty good friends of mine and um that was kind of like the my first introduction to solar it was, i remember sitting down and they were explaining the pay scale and explaining kilowatts and all these things and i felt so confused but at the end of the day, they're like, "Yeah, you can make a couple thousand bucks per sale." I'm like, "Okay, done. Like, let's do it." If I don't have to leave for the summer, I can stay here local and just sell through the year. You know, it sounds like a, a pretty good plan to me. So, um, jumped on with the with the team in Mesa uh, with Solar City, and uh, it was awesome. I was selling leases. Uh, you know, that we didn't really know anything about purchase back then. And you know, looking back, it just makes you sick at what they were paying us. <laughs> Cause you know, we're going out and self generating all of our own business and knocking doors and getting paid like 170 bucks a kilowatt. <laughs> it was uh yeah, good old solar city days. And so, uh, was with solar city until, um, the transition with Tesla when they were, uh, purchased or acquired. And, uh, you know, it was part of that wave of guys who was, <laughs> were they were led out into the, the big wide world to go explore other options. So, um, Ended up jumping on with a company called Blue Raven, and uh, Blue Raven uh, hired me to come out and help uh, their uh, their Chicago market, the Illinois market open. And this was before any of the state incentives, and so and I didn't know that I didn't know the difference. They just heard it was a new market, it was supposed to be really good, and so we we uprooted our family and uh, we moved uh, to Chicago, uh, the Chicago area, and uh, you know have, have been there for the last. Uh, three years or so you know just selling solar and before the incentives it was a pretty tough sale it was purchase only which was a weird transition trying to figure out you know changing the language and sales approach from hey you're just going to have a cheaper payment to hey this is actually more expensive than you're paying now but you're going to own it and so you know it's pretty challenging figuring out you know that transition from lease to purchase but uh But it ended up being great. You know, it was a great experience, grateful for our time in Illinois. And, um, you know, after a while, you know, kind of just seeing a shift in the industry a little bit from working directly for companies to being independent dealers, um, we felt like it'd be the best uh, fit for our family to go independent. So we ended up uh, going independent and, uh, you know, as a sales dealer and uh kind of branched out to different installers in the area here that we have a network now that we work with and um that has allowed us to move home back to Arizona and we've gone online which is also exciting so everything that we do is all online now we generate leads online we present online and we close online now and uh are able to be back home in Arizona now and um you know, is, is really allowed us a lot of flexibility with who we sell to, you know, our price structure, the way that we are able to help customers is different. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride, man.
0: It's been, it's been good, so. Been a, so let's like take back those pest control days. Well, and this is gonna segue into solar ones. Like what, what made you wanna like just go for a summer and knock doors? And maybe it was like you were single and you had nothing else left to do and you're just like, let's give it a shot. Or was there something else that like motivated you to go do that?
1: So I uh I actually was cleaning carpets. That was my, my first job was you know, I was out there cleaning carpets for an awesome carpet cleaning company out of Arizona. And uh it was it was hard work, man. And which I, I'm totally fine with it. I have no problem working hard, but you know, at the end of the month, you know, I'm making like fifteen fifteen hundred dollars maybe two two thousand dollars on a good month depending on my upsell that I had through the month and uh and you know I had some buddies that went out and sold pest control and they're like oh I made forty thousand dollars this summer I made fifty thousand dollars this summer and it blew my mind it's like that's a whole year of work for me like how in the heck are you doing that in three months and so you know one buddy in particular he he's a good friend of mine but I just, I knew I would be better than him. (laughs) Like, If you made, you know, you're telling me you made 40, I know I can at least make 40 or better because I mean, I I grew up playing sports. I'm pretty competitive by nature. And, uh, you know, I love my buddy to death, but I knew that I could outperform him. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think for me, that was the biggest motivation and seeing other guys who had been successful, like that really pushed me like, okay, I'll try this. You know, let's try it out, and uh, you know, I went out that first summer, and it was a, it was a slam dunk. Like it just worked well with my, you know, being competitive, and I felt like I, you know, was blessed to be able to connect with people well in the doors, and it was, it was a good experience. So, so
0: and that I'm, I'm glad I hit that because it was the same thing with the, the solar. You said like the, the money was really good, and I, I went to that. So the, how do I don't wanna have like a little like tangential discussion here is I I know a lot of people are like get so analysis paralysis about new opportunities right you know they want to know like everything before they jump in but and then once they're in they want to know everything too but like when you explain it it sounds like really simple like is it really that simple or is it more complicated than that and I I think I know where the answer is going I'll probably go off that a little bit but like what from your experience and those two different transitions in your your career what was your, like your mentality and how did you, yeah, what was your mentality? So, um, it's actually, that's a kind of an interesting point.
1: Um, I, I think for us, it was more of, will this opportunity help me achieve my goals? You know, cause with pest control, my goal was to get through school and try to finish school and this would allow me to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I think for me, it was the, the, situation of the opportunity in a way if that even makes sense or you know the you know basically using that opportunity to leverage my time in a way that will allow me to hit my goals of what I was trying to accomplish and so you know I I think more than anything that's what led to the decision but then once you make the decision at least for us it's like we're all in right like of course we want to know about the industry we want to know everything about the different type of chemicals and trucks and different things out there but uh at the end of the day like the just was, you know, is it going to help me reach my goal? Is this the most efficient use of my time? And if it is, I'm all in, I'm going to do it. And, you know, and being all in, I think is what helped me be successful, you know, and same with, pet, you know, when we transition to, to solar at that point, it's like, okay, we have a family now we have kids, you know, I, we need to have a little bit more of a, a normal, you know, <laughs> schedule where, you know, we, you know, I can actually see my family. <laughs> and uh and where i can have consistent work through the year and so again you know i think that it looking at it as a mechanism to achieve my my goals you know my life didn't really revolve around the money or around the job itself but you know what the job provided if that that makes sense no it makes
0: sense yeah well it's i like the simplicity of it and like the drive of it because again there's so many people out there that like just get stuck in i gotta find out the new everything before I, I make a shift. And a lot of times, as long as the proof's in the pudding, like your guy, your friend shows you a paycheck or, or whatever, like you'll find a way. Right. I think that's like, that's really interesting. Now, like take me back to now, Illinois is like one of the hottest markets in solar. Take me back to like when you first got there, like, was that pretty tough? Was that, because <laughs> <like, laughs> right now people just go there and they're just like slinging deals like crazy. Right. Um, but before, before the incentives happened, that wasn't the case. Right,
1: yeah, it, it was, there were a couple of things that made it really challenging, uh, at, at least for me. Uh, and this was, this was, you know, three and a half years ago, uh, like I said, before the incentives. And so there, there were a couple of things that were challenging. One, I had only ever sold the lease. I had actually never sold a purchase before transitioning. And the two are very, very, very different. <laughs> Completely different sales approach in my mind. You know, yeah, you're still using solar, but um, it's a lot more of a complex cell in my mind where you're dealing with tax credits, you're dealing with, you know, different incentives, loans, you know, I, I'd never even taken out a loan that big, you know, let alone sold one. And so that was a bit of a challenge to figure out. Um, and then the other thing that I realized is the people, uh, I never, you know, in pest control, bugs are bugs, right? People hate bugs, whether you're in Arizona or whether you're in Utah or, you know, Idaho or Chicago, it doesn't really matter. Everyone hates bugs. But with with solar, um, the overall gen, like general understanding of what solar was and how it worked is is very very different here than in Arizona. Arizona is a very mature market; they understand solar, they know it works, it's not a scam. Whereas in Illinois, you know, net metering had just been passed that summer, like literally the month before I got there. Standardized net metering was introduced to the state. And so no one had heard of it. No one had seen solar. Maybe you had one weird, you know, crazy uncle that tried putting up solar himself 10 years ago. But in, you know, general population thought it was a scam, <laughs> it, which was really, I, in my mind, uh, a pretty big challenge to overcome. And especially when it had anything to do with the state, people just did not trust the state. So it's like, oh, there's state money involved. Nope. Not going to, you know, not going to happen. They're never going to pay that out. And, uh, and so I think, yeah, just the market in general was different and the value proposition, you know, we were expensive, right? You know, people were going to spend 30 to $40 more per month to go solar with no promise of incentives other than the federal. So, yeah, I mean, there were definitely some hurdles and obstacles to getting into the market.
0: So like for you, and I, I've noticed this as, I, as I've trained reps, is to train someone to sell a lease, it's usually a three to four lead time, three to four week lead time, sometimes quicker, sometimes later. In terms yeah. of being able, like, get someone to sign a contract consistently. Totally. I mean, with a loan, it's like two to three months. Yes. For, for a new rep. Is that pretty similar to what you've noticed as well? 100%. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, being hired to come out and build a team, I had known building teams from pest control. I'd recruited some guys in Arizona for solar. And you're right, like, you know, especially if you're knocking doors, it's like, Hey, we're going to figure this out in like a week. Okay. We have like one or two weeks to figure this out. And, uh, you know, cause you got to figure it out pretty quick to get that pipeline full. So, yeah. you know, come six to eight weeks, you're getting paid. And uh, that was kind of an opener for me. It's like sitting down and training these guys how to sell a purchase when I hadn't even sold one was like very, very, very challenging. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, and, and, uh, the volume, it, it, at that point for us was just not even close to what we were doing with leases in Arizona. So I, yeah, I was a little bit of a shock. I remember calling, the, you know, one of the owners of uh, blue Raven is like, what am I doing Rahang? Like, <laughs> I just don't understand it. You know, this process has worked in the past. Why isn't this working? And, you know, for his guidance and counsel, you know, through that transition, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely different, very, very different type of sale.
0: What, what would you say helped you make the transition over? um you know kind of going
1: back to what you're saying about being all in and wanting to know everything like in my mind it, it just was committing myself to becoming a master at the craft like understanding everything about the loan product that we were selling or you know j- just all the ins and out that you can kind of like slough over with a lease you know there are a lot of details that just quite honestly just don't really matter with a lease as much Right. They're just getting cheaper power. But with this, I mean, there are a lot of things in play with the purchase that I just didn't quite understand. And so I think for me, the big transition happened after I just committed myself to learning and knowing everything about my product that I possibly could, how it worked, all the contingencies, you know, who was a good candidate, who wasn't a good candidate. And I'm sure it drove my wife nuts. Cause I would always tell her all these random cool facts about stupid things with like low solar leases and, or, you know, purchase options and loan options. And yeah, she thought I was ridiculous, but uh, I would probably do her nuts. But I think that was really the thing that pushed me to the next level where I could sit down with a homeowner and feel confident saying, Hey, this is exactly how this works. You're a good candidate because of X, Y, and Z, or you're not a good candidate because of X, Y, and Z. And I knew, you know, confidently that I was either going to, be able to take care of that homework or or they weren't a good candidate and I can move on and feel good about it right Right. so yeah I I think that really helped me through that transition
0: cool so what and that and I guess again like maybe like the theme of this like interview is transitions (laughs) yeah transition to selling online too and I know I mean we had discussions about that and it's a little scary. To make that like transition, because it's like mm-hmm. I'm so used in the home. I, I mean, I still talk with people. There's companies. There's a company right now I know very well that will, period, not make the transition over, and it would save them like millions of dollars in gas. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, was that the same pattern that you had like switching over to to selling more remotely?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, for a lot of reasons. I I think, you know. C- I was getting, you know, we're pretty close to that 10 year mark of knocking doors. And, uh, it, it just, it got to the point where, again, I needed another, you know, way to meet my life goals, which was, I didn't want to be knocking forever. (laughs) Again, really, you know, kind of the same reason I made the transition to pest control and out of pest control, you know, it's almost like, you know, it felt like I was getting into an entire different industry when I went online. Cause I know door to door. I know how many doors I need to knock to get an appointment. I know out of those appointments, how many I'm going to sit out of those sits. I know I can guarantee X amount of closes. You know, you, you know, you learn your ratios really well with door to door. Um, And it literally felt like an entire new industry. Like, yes, the solar piece was consistent, but the way that we were doing it, literally night and day different. And, uh, yeah, it was scary. I was definitely scary because I didn't really have as many people who I could look at and say, look at all these guys doing this. They're, they've been, they've been crazy successful, right. Where I had that with the other transitions and this one, I knew like one, two guys personally that had, you know, even attempted to make the switch and it still, you know, wasn't really like, you know, Oh, this is black and white, exactly how you do it. You know, you know it's still, I feel like it's like an unknown frontier to a certain degree still, you know, even now having done it for, you know, the last six, seven months. And uh, yeah, so it's been a it's been a wild ride, but uh, we, we've loved it. Like it, it is hands down uh, fulfilled everything that we've needed to, you know, again, accomplish and, and put our family in the direction we want. We want to go financially, you know, where we live right? All the different things that we're wanting, it's, it's been able to deliver that transitioning online.
0: So let's talk about family for a sec. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have families, they're trying to balance it. And not that any of us are by any means perfect (laughs) balancing family, but for, for having been in the industry for 10 years, and I, most people aren't in direct sales for that long that I talk to, they're they're pretty new to it how do you like what's your balance like what or not balance necessarily like like what things that have worked for you would you tell others like hey this is pretty important like watch for this yeah um
1: and that's actually i, I love that question because i feel like that's kind of been like my quest <laughs> these last 10 years trying to figure out where, where the balance lies right like i feel like it's one of the hardest things that i've personally kind of struggled with but uh, one of the things I love about going online and being independent and being my own you know you know creator of my destiny right I, I have complete control so the the nice thing that we've figured out that works for us you know because I you know my, my wife and I we have five kids you know and they're all really close together so our oldest is seven <laughs> and then we uh, all the way down to a you know a little one who's uh, you know four months old and so You know, having consistent inner you know family time that's set aside uh has always been our goal. But uh right now I realize that with my schedule online, I can block off my calendar where it says, Hey, you know, from this time to this time, this is family time. This is sacred time for us. Like this is gonna be our our main staple family meal. We're gonna have, you know, um conversations about school, we're gonna have conversations about God, we're gonna, you know, this is our very, very like Sacred time that you know I don't try. You know the nice thing is when you're online, you you control your schedule, right? So I can say, hey, I am not taking appointments during this time. If someone calls me with an emergency, it's gonna have to wait because <laughs> that's family time. Like I, I'm sorry. Like I have a bunch of other times throughout the rest of the day and the week, but you know these times are set aside. And, and I'm obviously I'm not perfect at it, right? Like there are still like times where you know I'll get caught just thinking about work. You know, naturally thinking about you know. J- I get wrapped up in it sometimes, but uh, but but that's the b- been for us the game changer in balancing our family life is really controlling that schedule because I'm not knocking doors. I don't have to be on the doors from prime t- during prime time, right? Which is, you know, four o'clock to eight o'clock at night. Like, I'm I'm doing what I want to do because I control my schedule completely.
0: Yeah, so. well, that's like the thing I wanted to, to point out. Of that is. With with doors or direct sales in general, especially like the more manual type, knocking doors. Yeah, like they try to shove down your throat Saturday, 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 prime time, prime time, prime time. And I'm not saying there's not a time and place for that, but yeah. like it, it always sat, it always sat wrong with me. And I like I still did it because I knew it was effective, but it still didn't fit right. But so like a couple things we've done, and I'm I'm at, I want I'm curious to hear like what you guys have done. Like for us, like growing up, we always heard like. Dinner with the family, dinner with the family, dinner with the family. And with sales, that's almost impossible, even if you're online. You yeah. know, that, like, you can still block it off. So, like, for us, what works is, like, breakfast with the family. So, we always have, like, a slower start, and we have, like, a longer breakfast and play in the morning. And then evening, I work a little bit more. And I, I don't know. Well, actually, what, for you guys, is that similar? Or do you guys – now it's nighttime? Or what's, what are your guys' schedules like?
1: Yeah, no, You're. You're. we're actually – you know, pretty identical on that. You know, we realized same thing, like people want to meet when they get off of work. Yeah. Right. And so that that's exactly, you know, when I was referring to that block of time, that's breakfast for us. So we get up, have our morning routine, and uh, you know, I I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna get my time in <laughs> and then once I'm ready to go, you know, come ten, eleven o'clock, then it's go time. So yeah, yeah yep. that's definitely how we've we've figured out that best balance.
0: That's good. No, I I, I like that. Like and then, just transitioning from the doors as well. I'm there. There was a question. I don't know. It'll come out eventually. But um, specifically, what? Well, okay, that's our right. yeah. That's remember. Right. So a lot. I think a lot of people are going to be listening to this and be like, "Dang, I can just do online like that." But also, yeah, for member is you spent nine, ten years in sales, and so your transition was easy, probably easier than it would have been. And I, I think, I wanted to po- like point out is even though we're talking within like a 20, 30 minute span, like there was a nine, 10 year span, you know, that made you able to make that transition a lot easier. Like I, I doubt that if you had just started straight online by yourself as like an independent, you would have been successful, you know, but because like you, for years, you put in, you know, three or four years you put in the time as working for a company, learning processes, learning from mentors. That is what helps you get to where you are today. And that's the one thing I see people struggle with all the time. They think oh, there's a ton of money being independent. I can just go by myself. And <laughs> most of the time it doesn't work out because they're not patient. Anything yeah. On that? Yeah, no, well, I mean, absolutely. And and in fact,
1: it was a long learning, in my mind, a long learning process, right? Uh, transitioning to online. I mean, we, we started in like September was our first month, you know, and it took us three or four months to really figure it out. Oh, I mean, it's a whole new world. It's like you're learning a new language. Like, I didn't know anything about online marketing. I didn't know anything about you know Instagram or Facebook or all these different things. Like, it was a complete like paradigm shift because I, I just was. Yeah, I've never really been a huge like tech fan. <laughs> I I enjoy being outside, playing sports, doing that sort of thing. And you know, even growing up, we didn't really even have a computer at home. Like, it just was never a thing for me. And so. Yeah, I mean, it was like baptism by fire, like learning all this new like information, all these new like all this new jargon and everything that was associated with it. And then not only learning it, but then learning how to implement it correctly and not absolutely lose your shirt on your ads and marketing stuff that you're running. You know, we've learned some really expensive lessons over this, You know, the last six months of what works and what doesn't work and how to kind of control that risk a little bit.
0: So, yeah,
1: that was, I mean, it was a tough transition, even knowing what I understand, you know, understanding what I know right now in the, you know, solar industry.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, we've covered a lot of ground and we could go, I know we could go into a lot more, but I do try to keep these like fairly, I try to keep these as long as like a commute, which is like 15. For sure. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to like point out or like specifically for someone that's like new or in, in the industry, like what would you, what advice would you give to them?
1: Um. I actually think you kind of touched on it there. Like, I I think it really comes down to finding a mentor and someone that, you know, you can trust that, that hasn't, you know, doesn't just have good ideas, but has actually seen success with those ideas. I think for me, like that's been the most influential thing in all of my career in sales is latching on to people who know what they're talking about who have been successful and can show me the way right like cuz there are some guys who are really 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 good at sales and terrible at teaching or terrible at being a leader and vice versa there are really good leaders who just you know it's all theory right it's all like hey i read from this book that this is how we are successful like uh, yeah so i i think you know, i think probably the biggest advice that i'd want to give is to find Uh, a mentor or someone who you can kind of latch onto and who's, you know, you're going to have to pay your dues. That's just how it works. Right. Like, and I feel like, you know, that's super crucial to be willing to, yeah. I mean, for maybe for a year or two or three or however long it takes you to become a master at your craft pay or be willing to give up some of that income to learn from people who have absolutely mastered it. So yeah, I, I think that's really been a huge piece for us and being able
0: to transition the way that we have and to, you know, to find success. So. Dude. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate the insights, especially for me personally. It's like that those family insights matter more than like the financial ones. Cause that's like the end goal, you know, and like learning to find balance with the family or, and maybe, you know, maybe for people listening, listen, they don't have a family, but your personal life like that it can't be out of balance or your business will be out of balance and it'll eventually spiral out of control. But, uh, appreciate you jumping on your buddy and we'll keep in touch. Hey, thanks so much, Cody. We'll-